Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Break Into Sports Sales podcast. I am your host, Justin Collier, and as always, I would like to thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of the podcast. In today's episode, episode four, we are going to be talking about how to overcome fear. Before we can get into overcoming fear, we need to understand exactly what fear is. Um, everybody has a lot of fears. I'm sure you could be scared of, you know, you could be scared of clowns, you could be scared of spiders, you could be scared of snakes. Um, but today we're going to focus more on the fears that you may have, not only in your personal life, but also the fears that you may experience once you get into your career um, or whatever industry that you're wanting to get into. And I think we can kind of narrow it down as far as fear is concerned. In my mind, there are really three different areas of fear. And I think it goes without saying that every single one of us has experienced every single one of these specific areas of fear. There are three different types, like I said, and I'm going to go ahead and give you the list of the three, and then we're going to take a little bit of a dive into each so we can kind of understand why they are so powerful and how we can also overcome each individual area. First is the fear of judgment. Second, the fear of rejection. And third is the fear of failure. So as far as sports sales and the sports sales industry is concerned, I can honestly say that especially toward the beginning of my career, the three of these were very, very prevalent. Some more so than others, but I think that if anybody's in sales in general, they can tell you that fear of judgment, fear of rejection, and fear of failure are all things that can and most likely do separate those that are successful and those that are unsuccessful. A little bit of an example to kind of go into every single one of these areas. The fear of judgment is simply the fear of how others are going to perceive you. The fear of rejection is simply being told no. And the fear of failure is simply the fear of not succeeding, of losing. So an example that I would like to give um, is one that I actually experienced once I had graduated college. Um, like most college students, once I graduated, I know I had mentioned this in an earlier episode, once I had graduated, I had to go through a lot of different um, a lot of different interview processes. And as you can imagine, fresh out of college um, wasn't the sharpest as far as communication skills go or as interviews go. I had had practice. I had done my homework. I had done my research, but I still was new to the whole interview aspect. So obviously, a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety builds up when you are going through the interview process. And I think that leads into the first area of fear, the fear of judgment. When you're in an interview, that is the most 
obvious fear that's going to come about because you are essentially being judged by your potential future employer. That's about as scary as it can get because you understand that that judgment aspect is there. The judgment aspect is alive and well in any interview process. So when you have that fear of judgment, it's very prevalent when you're in an interview process because you are trying to come off as the best version of yourself and you're also trying to impress the other person. So being judged, that is one thing that you're going to um, experience if you have not already in an interview process. That's the first level. The second level is the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection, as far as the interview process goes, is simply that, is the fear of being rejected, the fear of not getting the job, the fear of being told, no, you're not the right fit. We have such a negative connotation to rejection that we try to avoid it at all costs. You definitely will not get where you need to go in life, in your career, if you're continuously going to run from being told no, from being told that that's not right, from being told that you're not good enough, from simply not getting what you want. Fear of rejection is one of the strongest, if not the strongest, of these areas. Personally, I feel like this final one is the biggest and probably the one that the majority of people listening deal with. And it's something you can deal with outside of the interview um, example that I'm giving. Uh, But the fear of failure, the fear of failure is so, so large in most of our eyes. And I can definitely tell you that it was the biggest fear I had. Because there are so many aspects to where you can create that mindset that you fail. Now, what is failure? There are so many different ways that we can talk about failure, and I'm going to get to that later. But just kind of want to go over these three and give you an example of my uh, story. So, obviously, I've dealt with every single one of these, like the majority of you have as well. Fear of judgment. I dealt with that probably my very first interview. There was, I was interviewing for, I think it was a state job or a government job in Metro Nashville. And I remember going into this interview and I was prepared. I was confident But there was this voice in the back of my head kind of reminding me that I'm being judged with everything I do and everything I say. And that immediately caused so much anxiety that built up inside of me that I started to let that fear of the judgment aspect overtake me. So obviously, that was something that I think led to me not having the best interview because I was so much in my head. And I don't think that that is the right way to go about it. Most people, fear is so mental. Fear is so much in your head. 
And I know this is so cliche, but you cannot overthink things when you have that fear. Because when you have that small scintilla of fear and you start to think about it and you overthink about it, that's when it becomes a completely different beast. It grows on your overthinking and your fear. Next, moving on to the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection, after I was told no by that first employer, I became a little timid. I became shy when I was going through these interview processes because I knew I was being judged. And after I got that first rejection, it kind of stung. I'm sure that if any of you have been rejected for a job, it stings the first time you get told no. It stings the first time that you are basically you know, looked over for a position or looked over for a responsibility, a promotion, what have you. That fear of rejection is alive and well whenever you have that consistent fear of judgment that creeps up and you have one or two, um, I guess, areas where you don't get the part, you don't get the role, you don't get the raise, you don't get the job and you start to fear the rejection aspect because you understand and you think back to how it felt when you were rejected for a previous job. And naturally, you know, people have that, uh, that aspect where they call back, uh, how it felt and they try to avoid it. That's just how the mind works. So the fear of rejection being told, no, I was so timid when I was interviewing for these other positions so it would get to the point where they would call me or they would set, uh, send me an email and they would want to set up a phone interview. I would confirm the time with them. And then once I confirmed the time with them, I would have this anxiety that built up all the way until the day of or the day before. And sometimes I hate to admit it, but that anxiety and that stress and that fear of rejection would become so powerful that I would actually call or email to cancel the interview because I was so scared of the rejection. It had such an impact on me that I was afraid to even go through the process to be told no. I would rather beat them to the punch when I had that fear. And I look back on it and I do regret those decisions, but also you need to understand that some people think that way. And I'm not saying that it's right or it's wrong, but it's something that you need to have uh, the confidence to get over because everybody's dealing with these fears. Even the most stoic people that you know in your life have these three fears. And lastly, the fear of failure. When I finally did get a job, so once I got over the fear of judgment in the interview process, and once I got over the fear of rejection and being told no throughout the interview process, that sparks the third fear, the fear of failure. Okay, they've hired me. They've got me in this role. I have to succeed. I have to be perfect. I have to be the best person for the job. Or if I'm not the best person for the job, those other two fears are going to come back up. They're going to be judging me while I'm in the workplace. They're going to be judging my skills. They're going to be judging my behavior. They're going to be judging my productivity. And then the fear of rejection could come back if I were to get fired for not being successful in my role. 
So those are essentially the three fears that I think are the most prevalent in especially young professionals' lives, but also I think really anybody. I think anybody that you talk to can give you examples of a time, especially recently too, a time where they feared judgment, a time where they feared rejection, a time where they feared failure. And I think the last one, the fear of failure, is the one that most people get caught up in the most because especially in a sales position, failure is a part of the game. It's like baseball. Even the best hitters in baseball in the Hall of Fame, they hit 300. That means every 10 times they get up, they only get three hits. They fail more than they succeed. They fail more than they succeed, and they're considered Hall of Famers. So like in sales, you're going to fail more than you succeed. Now, what exactly is failure? People have different definitions. Some people think it's not getting the sale. Some people think it's not you know, hitting your goal. Some people think it's not hitting your numbers. What failure truly is is not trying, and if you don't succeed in reaching your numbers or reaching uh, that sale or getting that sale from that client, Mm -hmm. failure only exists if you don't continue to push on. If you sit around and you feel sorry for yourself and you, you know, you sit around and you moan and you complain and you pout about the fact that you didn't get what you wanted or, you know, like the worst case scenario, you say that you didn't get what you quote unquote deserved. And then you sit around and you don't keep pushing, you don't keep trying. Failure doesn't exist if the story continues. So if you continue to drive and continue to push and continue to work, that's not failure. And say, for instance, you fail and you continue to push and you fail the next time. Guess what? You know, you got to get up the next day and you got to do the same thing over. And say you get up the next day and you fail at that. You don't hit your numbers. You don't hit your calls. You don't hit your sales. You don't hit your, you know, but your goals for the day. You're going to continue. Failure is only when you stop. Failure is only when you give up. And that is the worst thing that you can do, especially in a sales environment, because in sales, you need to continue to push. You're going to get in slumps. You're going to get in ruts. And if you continue to make those calls and have your numbers, the sales will come. So simply just don't overthink. Don't give up. And I think I touched on this with the overthinking, but you create your own failures in your mind. Failures are mental. Somebody can tell you that you're a failure, and unless you believe them, uh, you know, you are not. Failures are so mental. Failures are so mental, and you need to make sure that you stand guard at your mind because the only reason you fail is if you think you do. If you look at failure as a learning experience, Here's how I look at failure. If I were to say, for instance, call somebody, cold call somebody, I call them and I give them my pitch. I try and create that relationship. I try and make that sell, whatever the situation is. 
and they tell me no, that is a learning experience for me. That means that what I'm doing, I'm not 100% perfect at. You know, until I have a 100% success rate with all my sales, what does that tell me? That tells me that I still have room to grow. I still have room to improve. And you need to have that drive because you need to lose to appreciate the wins. Because if you always win, if you always got the sale, if you always, you know, like if you're 100% successful with every sales call you make, it's going to get boring after a while because you need to lose to appreciate how it feels to win. Losing sucks, but winning is just as sweet. And if you look at losing as your weaknesses being displayed, your weaknesses almost being, you know, exposed, that's going to drive you because you see the weaknesses. It's going to push you even harder to get those wins. Losing should be exciting to a degree because like I said, it means you're not done growing. And if you're not done growing, you need to work on it because if you're not growing, you're dying essentially, as a person, as a professional. If you're not always harping on the skills you need for your profession or for your personal gain, then you're going to die inside. That's a weird way of putting it, but you're going to die as a professional. Your skills are going to deteriorate. You're going to get worse at your job. You need to have that motivation. So do not look at failure as a bad thing. Look at it as you having an opportunity to grow. And lastly, whenever you're scared or whenever you're fearful to take on a task, whether it be public speaking, whether it be making that sales call, whether it be doing something that makes you uncomfortable, pushes you out of that comfort zone, just understand that massive action cures anxiety. So if you're anxious about something, the best thing you can do is I don't want to sound like Nike here, but just do it. Don't think about it. Don't contemplate it. If it scares you, if you're uncomfortable, the best thing you can do in a situation like that is to just do it right then and there. Because I guarantee you it's not as scary as you think it might be. And last but not least, I want to leave you all with a quote that I heard um, a couple of years back, and it stuck to me. Uh, to this day. And I think this ties in very well with this episode of fear. It is a quote by Jim Rohn. I'm not sure if any of you have heard of him, but he is um, a motivational speaker. Um, He, I would definitely suggest you look him up and listen to some of his episodes on YouTube or some of his speeches on YouTube. But his quote that has stuck with me for a long time is that discipline weighs ounces but regret weighs tons. So would you rather carry around ounces of discipline or would you rather carry around tons of regrets and always wonder what if instead of being able to tell what happened? So that concludes episode four of the Break Into Sports Sales podcast on how to overcome fear. Once again, I am your host, Justin Collier, and I hope that you all have a fantastic day. Bye.